are now listening to Late Hit Pro Football Radio. All right, everybody, welcome back to another edition of Late Hit with Matt and Tyler. We're going to talk about the hot topics from around the league this week since we saw you guys last, and then we're going to wrap up the show here. we got a bunch of topics to talk about. First one we want to get into is the Saints and defensive end Cam Jordan have agreed to terms on a two-year, $27.5 million extension. Jordan was entering the final year of his contract and has spent his entire 12-year career with the Saints. Now, I myself really love this because I think Cam Jordan, he's one of the better defensive linemen in the league, and he's been nothing but stellar for the Saints uh, since they drafted him uh, 12 years ago. So I think this is a great addition to get him signed and get him back on this roster because they are in the rebuilding phase here. Um, and I think it's a, a key part of this defense is Cam Jordan. And to keep him there was just a great move by them. Um, you know, he is entering his 13th year. So, you know, he might be on the cusp of retirement here, but who's, who knows? We'll see. Um, but yeah, this was great for them. Yep. He's been there his entire career. So you didn't expect him to hopefully go anywhere else. Um, his 2022 year was pretty good outing especially for his age eight and a half sacks i thought that was pretty good um he's had a lot of pretty good sack years um a lot of sack years over 10 too um i just like to see people stick with the roster that they've been with the team that they've been with and kind of stick it out their last couple of years especially on their you think this is their last contract i'd imagine yeah i mean this will be like I said, year 13, so he signed on for another two years after this year. So by the end of this extension, he'll be 15 years in the league. So I don't know. That's 15 years is kind of a long career for a lineman, either offensive or defensive. Yeah. Um, right. But, you know, some guys, you know, they keep up with it. And, you know, he's in great shape. I mean, he doesn't look like he's been in the league that long. Uh, but I think if he wanted to continue to play after year 15, I think they would be more than happy to give him ex- an extension depending on how the next three seasons go. But with his production and what he's been able to do his first 12 years in the league, I don't really see him declining at all as far as, you know, sack numbers and, you know, tackles and stuff like that go. I think he'll still be a pretty good football player for this team, even though he's getting towards the end of his career been a pro bowler consistently from 2017 to, to last year so that's pretty good especially like i said at his age yeah Great defensive end and i feel like there's so many uh really talented defensive ends right now so that's pretty pretty cool to see an old guy competing like that still but yep good pickup good signing yeah Not pick I, up, but a good signing yeah and i uh <laughs> Like looking at Cam Jordan, like I kept thinking to myself, like he was definitely on that Super Bowl team in 2009, but then I'm like, no, he only joined the league in 2011. So, I mean, but he seems like he's been there that long. But yeah, he definitely um, has been on this team for a while. And I just think for him at this point in his career to even think about going anywhere else, you know, he's he's a New Orleans guy. He's been, you know, like we keep saying for 12 years now. So I think for him to stay there is going to be great for them. And, you know, like I said, they are rebuilding right now. They just signed Derek Carr. Um, you know, they're trying to win now with this team and, and keeping him there was a really great move for them. You know, his, his dad um... – Steve was a tight end that played for the Vikings for like 13 years. 
I didn't know that. Yeah. I, we, I found that out looking at stats earlier. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and like a lot of these like you wouldn't know it, but like a lot of the guys in the NFL now have like NFL had NFL family members like like you just said Cam Jordan's dad played like a bunch of other guys in the league that I they you know you hear stories about that their their dads were NFL players as well, but you never hear of them. Doesn't it seem like that would be so rare to have that ability that your 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 father or whoever had doesn't it just feel like that should be rare but it's really not it seems like it's pretty common i don't know like, or is I feel it because like, you're you're more recognized well not only that but i feel like if you have a father like that who is a professional athlete like he's probably going to push you to be an right. athlete like and you're going to be more recognized right. and yeah, yeah and around it your entire life yeah yeah i guess that makes sense it's like oh, so, we, we see it time and time again now like Especially nowadays, we're seeing the second generation, like Joey Porter Jr., um, yeah. Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, you know, even before they retired, the Mannings, like their dad was, he didn't win like a Super Bowl or anything, but he was pretty successful quarterback for the Saints. Uh, you know, and that's how they, the Peyton and Eli started in the spotlight. They, uh, you know, their dad was a New Orleans Saints quarterback for a while. And then, uh, you know, eventually, I mean, no, I'm not taking anything away from, Peyton and Eli because they were both very good quarterbacks in the league but would they have been as popular like would they have gone to the schools that they would have gone to if their dad wasn't an NFL quarterback I don't know but it's does it, uh, does it, does it say that you're not more so born with it but rather than you can be well, taught it and brought up in it more I think that just, would be better more the yes. is the the case then yeah and speaking of the Mannings like I don't know if you're following like the whole Arch Manning where he's, you know, they're, they're uh, Peyton and Eli's nephew. He's He's got, like, a big deal with Texas. He just went to the University of Texas. But, like, all the all last season, all I heard was they were talking about Arch Manning's, you know, senior year in high school. And he was, like, the I think number two in the entire country as far as high school football players go. But, you know, at the same time, is he was he number two because of his hey. uncle's? Or was he number two because he was actually that good? And I'm, I'm like I said, I'm not I'm taking. Sh- I'm sure he was pushed as a kid as well. Right. He's like, and, hey, hey, look at your look at your uncles. You know, yeah. do you want to be like that? And he's around that, and they have yeah. the money to do that. You know. Oh yeah, they no problem could afford you know quarterbacks, coaches, and you know private coaching and stuff like that right. to to get a kid where he they want him to be. I mean, and yeah, it it did help a little bit. I'm sure. But, you know, yeah, his notoriety is probably, I would say, 25% because of the family that he's in. All right. I agree with that. Okay. We're going to stick here with the Saints um, and report more on the Alvin Kamara situation. Uh, he has been suspended for the first three games of the 2023 season for violating the league's personal conduct policy after his involvement in an incident at a nightclub in Las Vegas back in February of 2022. So. They're going to be without him for three games. Like I said, there's not there's 17 games in a season, so there's not really too much of a you know him missing time there. It's only really three games, so they're still going to have him for the last 14. But still, Alvin Kamara, he's a big part of this offense. Uh, you you'd think even more so now because Derek Carr's there, uh, he would probably check it down to him a lot. But yeah, Alvin Kamara, even missing three games could be a, a big hit to this team. Yeah. Um, do you think he ends up on the 
trading block or anything like that? Or nah, I don't think. I mean, he's they like we talked about last maybe not last week, but the week before we talked about all the running back contracts, and he's number two in the league as far as running back salaries go. So obviously yeah. they lo- they like him and they want to keep him around. So I don't really think a three game suspension is going to make them want to get rid of him. I think they're just going to ride out the suspension and roll with him once he's able eligible to play again. You can lose your like for somebody real quick when you know they're not taking their shit serious. So, I mean, I guess, and you know, the the Saints did sign running back Kareem Hunt uh, the other day too. Yeah. So it all depends. Now, I I don't see. Uh, you know, Alvin Kamara being suspended for these first three games and Kareem Hunt coming coming in and, and making a case. He's a hell of a running back, though. He is, but I don't necessarily see him making a case for them to want to start him over Alvin Kamara. Because I think, like I said, they're, they're high on Alvin Kamara. They love the guy. Um, I think they're just signing Kareem Hunt. You know, he'll definitely start for those first three games, but he'll probably be like a third down, you know, power back for them after Alvin Kamara comes back from suspension. Right. So yeah, I mean, we'll see. Uh, that's going to be good. Uh, Kareem Hunt is definitely one of the underestimated running backs in the league um, just because he was behind Chubb for so long. I just feel like I feel yeah, like but, if you put him on a team, he might, you know, he might turn in. He could turn into that one. I, I mean, he was, he was that one, the number one in Kansas City before the whole uh, right. Ab- charges of, on them. abuse and everything. Domestic um, abuse or something yeah, like that. Yeah, domestic abuse charges were filed against him and the Chiefs got rid of him. But yeah, like I said, he was number one there in Kansas City and then he did come into Cleveland and he was there for four years and was a pretty good complimentary back behind Nick Chubb. So, I mean, he can definitely still play. I just don't right. see him playing well enough for them to start him over Alvin Kamara. I definitely think Alvin Kamara is still going to be the back there once he gets back from his suspension. Yeah, yeah. And it's also probably going to come down to salary. Like, who are we paying here? Right. That's going to be the guy getting the majority of the snaps. And I didn't year. see I didn't see the terms of the contract that Alvin Kamara signed, or with the what Kareem Hunt signed, but I can't right. imagine it was a long-term deal. I would imagine it was probably just a one- or two-year deal for them just because yeah. they just brought him in because and it was funny because it happened like immediately after the uh, suspension was announced, they signed him. So, you know, they're only bringing him in because of the suspension. So I don't see him. I mean, they probably known it before it even got announced anyways. These teams right. know the inside stuff yeah. of what's going on. So who knows? I mean, or, they could they could keep him long-term, uh, you know, like I said, especially now in the league, we're seeing more and more teams have two pretty much number one running backs. So, you know, and the Saints aren't any different. I mean, they're definitely paying Alvin Kamara a hell of a lot of money. But, you know, they could keep uh, Kareem Hunt around, too, for a while just because of, you know, the type of complimentary back that he could be, and he was in Cleveland. All right. And then to stay on the Saints here, you know, they have also signed linebacker Anthony Barr. um, And and Anthony Barr and Kareem Hunt are both pending uh, physicals right now. So as long as they – both past their physicals, they will be New Orleans Saints probably before the end of the week. <clears throat> um, and Anthony Barr, you know, I always liked that guy. I thought he was a pretty good linebacker for the Vikings. Um, they drafted him out of UCLA, 
years ago, and you know he was a good fit on this team ever since then. So I think he's still got a lot of potential. He can still, um, you know, make some noise on any team that he signs with. So I think, like I said, the, we keep talking about the Saints rebuilding. You know, and defense was one of their weaker spots last year. They didn't really have too many linebackers on the team that was worth mentioning. Um, so for them to pick up a guy like this, um, you know, it's big for them because they need to get that defense right. Yeah, Anthony Barr was on my Cowboys last year, and he's pretty good. Um, he's just a little – came off to me a little slow, a little sluggish, but uh, he's definitely a good help. I don't know if he's like your your every snap linebacker, but he's pretty good. Um, I think that's pretty – that's going to be better than what the Saints have, especially at depth. So. Yeah. I, I like Anthony Barr there. Um, if you have a lot of really solid depth, younger depth, you know, you'd probably go with that. But with, with what the Saints have, I think that's a pretty good signing. Yeah. Like I said, he's nowhere near where he was when he was with the Vikings early on in his career. Like you said last yeah, year. He's, when he... he's lost a lot of speed for yeah. sure. And that's that's big when it comes to a linebacker, you know, especially trying to chase down runs and stuff. But Yeah. And he's, I definitely don't see him, like you said, being an every down linebacker, but he's definitely gonna, you know, if he's a, the type of guy that would come in, you know, maybe every other down or every couple downs just to keep his kind of fresh legs there. I mean, I think that would be pretty good for the Saints. Um, but yeah, he's, like we keep saying, nowhere near where he was when he joined the league nine years ago with the Vikings. Um, and he was a force to be reckoned with back then. I remember watching his rookie season and, you know, year two, year three, he was one hell of a linebacker. Mm-hmm. Um, not to, not saying that he's not anymore, but he's definitely lost his touch a little bit. He's slowed down a little bit, which is expected for linebackers, uh, especially after a long career. Yeah, I mean, he's in his 30s, so yeah, you know, as expected. I'm in my 30s and I, I couldn't even <laughs> keep with what he's doing, so. Yeah, but, still getting I mean, props. I, I I feel you're a little different though. You're not NFL training every year like these well, guys are. Uh, <laughs> it's debatable. But. <laughs> All right, so the Panthers and linebacker Justin Houston have agreed to terms on a one-year contract. Houston is entering his 13th season in the league, and will bring that veteran presence uh, to the Panthers' pass rush that was ranked 25th in the league last year in sacks. So. Justin Houston, he was a, played for the Chiefs. Uh, he was with Baltimore the last couple of years. Um, but he's a guy, you know, uh, not too long ago who had a 22-sack season. So he definitely can still bring the heat. Um, I mean, he, I don't remember him really ever declining that much when he joined Baltimore. He was still pretty good when he was with them. But, um, you know, other than um, – you know, Burns, the other linebacker slash edge rusher that the Panthers have. I don't really know of any linebackers worth mentioning on the, the Panthers roster. I mean, Houston is definitely going to fill a hole that they needed and hopefully he can, you know, like I said, bring that veteran presence and, you know, be a good fit for this team. Yeah. I mean, he's 34 years old, but he's still got juice in the, in the tank left. Yeah. And, um, he's, he's a, he's a big guy and 
like you said, he's always been pretty decent for uh, Baltimore. Then where was he at? He played Colts before that, and, and then started his career in Kansas City. Yeah. So um, I think he's still got it. And like you said, what the hell else do they have to lose? Because who do they have? Right. So I don't. I don't really see where where it's not a good signing for them. But yeah, he's a scary dude. He is, uh, or he was scarier early on in his career. But, I mean, ever since the Panthers, ever since Luke Keekley retired, I feel like they just haven't gotten that defense right. Um, Yeah. You know, they've been. I mean, he was the defense. He he was, yeah. He was the majority. He was the quarterback of the defense, definitely. And he's, he's been, me and you always talked about him. Especially in like the Sean, uh, what's his name for Dallas? Um, oh, uh, Sean from Sean Penn Lee. State, Sean Lee. Yeah, yeah, Sean Lee. We always compared those two, but you know, in reality, it really wasn't a question because of Keekley's ability to stay on the field and the way he was just a quarterback for that team, and he didn't really have much much talent around him, and and he's just incre- uh, incredible to watch, just read plays before they even they even uh, start to develop and that's what this Panthers team needs somebody that's like that I mean this guy isn't going to be that guy but it's going to yeah. fill a little bit of a void um, not at the at the true linebacker position that that uh, Keekly played but you know this guy's definitely going to fill a little bit of a void that they need to fix but it's one step in the right direction, I guess. Yeah. And the the thing about the Panthers is, too, like, I feel the last few years we've seen that team fall apart tremendously. Like, if you they yeah. just, was it seven, eight years ago, they, they played in the Super Bowl. They were you know, lost to the Broncos, but they were 15-1 and one finishing that regular season. And, like, they had one of the better right. defenses in the league. You know, Cam Newton was MVP. He was just on fire that year. But, you know, they've really declined since then. Like we said, you know, obviously Cam Newton declined. You know, he didn't really finish up his career the way we all expected him to, especially after the stellar way it started. And then Luke Keekley retired way too young. Um, you know, Josh Norman left. Uh, I mean, you know, they're uh, running back Jonathan Stewart. Yeah. I mean, they, that team was really good. And now, I mean, and they were building. They you know, drafted Bryce Young. Um, they got uh, Miles Sanders. They signed Adam Thielen. And now they got um, Houston. Uh, so, I mean, they're definitely rebuilding. So, I don't know. Maybe they can be the team that they once were, but I don't know. We'll see. And I, I definitely, though, like this Justin Houston signing. I, I think he was one of the better free agents still left. Uh, him and Anthony Barr were probably the top two linebackers still left in the free agency class yet. So they, you know, they got him. They probably got him for a good price. Uh, I can't imagine they signed him to a long-term deal. But yeah, he's definitely going to help out this defense that really needs it. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I, I think I like the the bar pickup a little bit better, but you know, we'll see how it pans out. Yeah, I. I like I mean, both. I watched Barr a little bit closer last year right. than what I've done to the other guy, though. So maybe it's just a little of recent bias, but um, 
Not because of what team it is, it's just because I've watched him, you know what I mean? Maybe yeah. He just stood out to me a little bit more. And Like I said, the only thing he's lost, and which everyone loses with age, is his, is his speed. He just looked very, like he's running through mud at times. But, you know, that's expected, th- I guess. Do you think, though, so do you think Anthony Barr would possibly be a little bit better now if he wasn't on that Cowboys defense? Because they have the Cowboys defense, they have so many star players on that defense. I feel like he kind of got thrown on the back burner a little bit. Yeah, especially with uh, not knowing where Micah Parsons was playing half the time and Leighton Vander Esch sitting in there, and then you have uh, Jamil Cox and every, you just have people in there that are better. Um, and younger, not necessarily better, but younger. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. <clears throat> and you're right. And they just have so many, so many people that could stand out. And with this Panthers team, he's just gonna kind of be like, oh man, this is, I mean, not Panthers, Saints, I'm sorry. Saints, yeah. Saints team is just gonna, he's gonna be kind of stand out because they really don't have any young fresh talent around him now he's just going to have that veteran uh presence and maybe he learned a lot from dan quinn last year to get him back in the right track as well so who knows maybe that did help him as a stepping stone and he'll finish out his career there but do you think do you think like that's going to be like because of the role he played last year in dallas where he wasn't really as needed as much as he's going to be with the saints this year do you think that's going to hurt him a little bit because he's going to have no i think it's going to help him i think it's going to help him because well, He's for pre- one, he got healthier, and that's you know not being your uh, every down and every down guy for a whole season. That's going to definitely get you healthier right. uh, for the for the next season to come. Because this season they're probably going to want him to be more of that kind of guy. Um, and then as just being under a defensive coordinator, I think Dan Quinn has proved himself as being one of the better DCs in the league. So yeah. just being under a guy like that alone. Um, should help you going to a team that um, doesn't really have isn't really going to have a solid defense, a top five defense, and maybe you could be you could voice some of the stuff that you learned from last year over to this team. You know what I mean? Right. And he could turn into like a Luke Keekley where he's more of like a the quarterback of the defense. Right. There's a veteran president. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe I'm just speaking too highly of him, but I like the I like the guy. I just thought he, like you said, he he was kind of got lost in the mix because of how much young talent there is around that defense. Yeah. And this is like, we keep talking about uh, like all these veteran players that you see skip training camp every year, but like this for, especially for Anthony Barr, because of him probably almost doubling his, you know, playing time this year. Like we said, he got lost in the mix last year with the Cowboys, but he's going to be one of the starters. So he's probably going to primarily be on the field for most of the games. So this is where you have to get into training camp. You have to get your conditioning right. Um, you know, especially learning a new defensive playbook too. Like he's he's gonna. I don't know if I wouldn't necessarily say it's gonna hurt him, but he's definitely gonna have to put in more work than he would have if he was you know still with the Cowboys or still with the the Vikings. I mean, he's definitely gonna have to prove himself, and you know he's got you know talent from early on in his career, but you know he's obviously not looked at as much as he was because of, you know, him just getting signed. If he was really that good, he would have gotten signed earlier on in free agency. So I think we're going to see him 
bounce back a little bit. I think I, we are going to see more production out of him because of the more of the playing time. But I also think it's because he's going to step up and he's going to need to on this defense. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I know we're bouncing back and forth here, but uh, I, I I was just reading something. I, I totally forgot uh, Panthers. Panthers offense isn't that as bad as I remembered. They had picked up some some help, and they got DJ Chark, and we'll see Bryce and everybody. I was just I was reading stuff as you were talking, and oh, the uh, Panthers, yeah, the, the Panthers, yeah. Because I was the, thinking, man, are they that much of a trash team? And then I just forgot. So honestly, they have the, some offense talent. Yeah, honestly, their weakest point this season is probably going to be Bryce Young, because they've they picked up Miles Sanders. I mean, he's very Aaron good. Rodgers, he's going to be the top. He's going to be the he's going to be one of the better ones. Who's that? Aaron Rodgers, that's what he said. <laughs> well, I'm not Why saying you laughing? that's your hero. He's, he's talking that he's talking, he's shining some light on the kid. Well, yeah, and I'm not saying that Bryce Young is going to be awful. I'm just saying he's probably going to be the weakest. That's what, literally what you said. No, 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 no. I said he was going to probably be the weakest part of that offense because he's you oh, know, the this offense, is... not the team. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah, this is this is his rookie season. And like I said, they just signed Moss Sanders, who is a very good running back. You, like yep. you said, they got DJ uh, Chark. They have Adam Thielen. You know, they've they they brought the talent around Bryce Young, so he's going to have to to prove himself. I mean, old town and Thielen, so I wouldn't really put him out there. We haven't seen really you much of him. I mean, yeah, but Adam Thielen. I mean, other maybe, than you know, maybe we'll get a fire under his ass from moving to a new team now. But he looked, and he I, he was he was injured though the last couple of years. I mean, he's he was plagued with injuries. So I mean. I think he's going to turn things around. If he can stay healthy this year, I think Adam Thielen can be a very good wide receiver. And DJ yeah. Chark, he's not that bad either. I mean, they're both pretty good receivers, uh, especially for a young guy like Bryce Young to get around and learn a not new offense. Um, and, you know, like we keep saying, Miles Sanders, I mean, look at all the production he had and what he did for the Eagles last year. Um I think he's going to be very good for this team, and I, I'm honestly excited to see this Panthers offense because of all the signings that they have. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Um, I'm I'm expecting not, not much out of this team, but I'm not. Yeah, I'm not expecting. Like I said, this this is a rebuilding year, kind of. Um, and Bryce Young, you know, the transition from college to the NFL is definitely going to affect this offense as well. So I don't I'm not expecting them to win the division and, you know, make a playoff push or anything like that. But I I this is a the kind of team that I could see winning at least seven games. Yeah. Um and I think they will. I think they're gonna have success, but I think next year they're gonna be even better because they're gonna have a lot to build around. So I don't know. We'll see. I mean, like I said, this team is exciting. They're young. Uh and they're going to be a force to be reckoned with, especially in that weak division, the NFC South. Um, you know, there's not really one team in that division that I have high hopes for. Whoever wins that division is going to get embarrassed in the playoffs. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. Look at who you got. Look at who you got. I'm, you agreeing got the... with, I'm agreeing with you. Like you think, like sarcastically. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I'm expecting the Saints to win it. But I think Derek Carr is going to show he's the Derek Carr of the NFC South, and he is going to get embarrassed in the playoffs if they make it. 
<laughs> you know how much I love Derek Carr, so I would. Yeah, I would probably love nothing more. Yeah, and we'll I don't know why it bothers me so much. Maybe it's his eyeliner. Or, I, I have no. I idea feel. I feel like a dream scenario for you would be the Saints go to Dallas to play the Cowboys in the playoffs, and they just get embarrassed. Derek Carr throws like four picks. Trayvon Diggs. My luck would be that they play the. They look like the fucking. <laughs> They look like the 2009 Saints on on their Super Bowl run. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That would be my fucking fucking Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, bucks. Derek Carr. I don't, I don't his... wish. I don't wish that for any opponent anymore. It's just like whoever comes, whoever comes. Because yeah, it's like <laughs> Derek Carr turns his career around in, in the playoffs against Dallas. <laughs> oh, so great. Just like Aaron Rodgers out there just picking Dallas apart. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. He does every time. Gets so hyped to play Dallas. Hey, at least you don't have to worry about that anymore. You're not going to have to lose to Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs ever again. <laughs> True. Next time, I hope maybe it'll be in the Super Bowl. I, I hope not. That, uh, what, if so that, what if that was the Super Bowl, Jets versus Dallas? I mean. <laughs> I, I'm 100% putting all my money on Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, because if he you just, would, he, as soon as he sees the star walk into the stadium, if, if that if that Super Bowl happens, I just if you would have told me like two three years ago, hey, the Jets are fucking <laughs> for the Cowboys in the Super Bowl, I'm like, no, there's no way that's happening actually, ever. I mean, you you laugh, but I, I could see it being a possibility. I'm not writing the Jets off. I'm, just, I'm not either. No. Do you see I mean, the, the like the training camp videos and stuff? Aaron Rodgers is really vibing on that team, man. No, but that reminds me. I think the first episode of this, or two episodes of Hard Knocks is now out. Oh, really? Um, I yeah, I, want, I wanted to check that out. Maybe I'll watch that this week, and we'll talk about it next week. But, yeah, um, I'm excited. But, yeah, the, their training camp videos, Aaron Rodgers is on fire. Um, yeah. He's, and Garrett <laughs> Wilson, little, uh, too, yeah. You see his his uh handshake with sauce gardener yeah yeah <laughs> he's such a they, they love him <laughs> they the do Jets. yeah that's that what old... i mean he's vibing out that's, he is you, that, you know that... football is all men- i mean sports in general is all mentality you know? yeah. so you bring a guy over there that has a winning mentality maybe these young guys will fucking rally behind him and that yeah I'd, that... Be, I'd be excited i wouldn't i wouldn't hate yeah i would be excited either. for him yeah but that, that... they've never done anything like that yeah I mean, they haven't been to the Super Bowl since like 1968 or something. So, I mean, and I don't even think. I mean, they, they didn't win. No. They have zero, I think. Right? No, no, no. They have one. They won that one. Oh, they have one. Okay. Yeah, that, that was the Joe I Namath. They were... Oh, okay. I thought they yeah. were one of the teams that didn't have. But yeah, ever since then, they haven't really had much success ever since that Super Bowl win. So, I mean, just one and done. Yeah, you know how how big of an Aaron Rodgers fan I am, so I'm not going to be disappointed if they win a Super Bowl this year. I'd like to yeah, see the Jets. What other quarterback or significant person, and I'm just asking because I really don't remember, you know, my memory, um, did they really have besides him? I mean, they've the Jets are notorious for bad quarterbacks. I mean, just look look at our in our lifetime. Especially recently, but I don't remember. Yeah, yeah like our lifetime. Look at, look at our lifetime. Mark Sanchez, you know, they had, I mean, Chad Pennington in the early 2000s, he wasn't too terrible but his career there didn't last because of injuries but yeah the mark sanchez thing that was just a disaster i mean um you know zach wilson i you know i don't like him i'm not a fan of zach wilson at all i think he's trash um but yeah then they had brian fitzpatrick there for a little bit they had josh mccown i mean they never really had a solid starting quarterback that was worth 
you know, taking the team to the playoffs, you know, in recent memory. All right. I think Joe Namath was probably their last best best quarterback. That's pretty sad. Yeah. And it I mean yeah, it is sad because like especially a team with such history like the Jets, like they've got a very loyal, like, very huge fan base. Like you would think that they would at least in the last 40, 50 years have would have had some success. And how many top five picks have they had in that time frame? You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. You did, and yeah. you didn't. You didn't like get hit one on the like one nail on the head yeah. once with any. Yeah. How, how hard is it? I mean, you could say that about several teams. Though, like, oh, I'm, you can. I'm, I'm not, not talking about that. I'm embarrassing yeah. to is embarrassing to admit, but the Jaguars, like, we've had the last. Uh, we had in the last three seasons, we've had the number one overall pick twice. <laughs> So I mean, I, yeah, but and, and you didn't even like the Trevor Lawrence pick. I liked him. I, I liked watching him in Clemson. I mean, after last year, I'm starting to warm up to Trevor. I'm still not 100 percent sold on him yet. You, I, it can't be sold yet, no. and I get that too. That's just we we'd be hypocrite because we say the same thing about Jalen and yeah. these other young guys. One good season doesn't shouldn't sell you. If I mean, if Trevor Lawrence has you know similar production to what he had last year. I mean, maybe I'll be on board with him, but I'm just not. I'm not sold yet. Trevor doesn't have my heart yet. Yeah, well, that's understandable. Um, yeah, hell, Dak's been on Dallas since 2016, and he's still still not completely sold on. <laughs> I like him a lot. I think he's a yeah. good person, but I gotta see some. I gotta see some production. I gotta see that that at least a let's make it to the championship game for the yeah. first time since the 90s. You know what I mean? So, it's do you take, think it's, it's take a lot for me? Do you think what do you, what does Dak need to do to silence the haters? Though, does he need to win a Super Bowl, or does he need to like just get to a Super Bowl? Like, what what does he need to do? He needs to win a big game, and I think that next big he's made it to the second round. Um, I think he needs to actually win an NFC title, and an NFC championship and make it to this. He needs to make it to the Super Bowl and win or lose. Cause that proved Jalen's worth to a lot of people. Right. And Jalen did play very good in the Super Bowl. You can't say he didn't. Right. Cause it tells me he's, I'm sold on him after one year when the, the season he had before that was horrendous. No, not for me. Um, and I would, I would do the same for Dak, but Dak's been in the league for how long would I be completely sold if he did it? See, I know he can do it, especially with this roster. It's not a question if he can do it. It's just, can you be a little bit of a bus driver with this roster? Yeah. Just don't fuck it up. That's pretty much all you have to do is not fuck it up. So um, let's, let's say Dallas beats the 49ers in the divisional round last year, but they lose to the Eagles in the championship game. Do you think Dak is, still gets the notoriety? Or Because that was a, let's be honest, it was a very good Eagles team. They were probably going to win that game, the championship game, no matter who they played. So, do you think? If- no, I think Dak plays Eagles very well. I think he always. He, there's never been one game he hasn't played them very well. He's like eight and three versus them, and I think he beat Jalen once, and they never played together again after that. Played towards. They didn't play each other last year. Yeah, I think I think that game would be closer than you think. So I don't really know, but obviously, he, if he lost against the Eagles last year in the championship game. People would have just wrote off Dak even more, regardless if it was him or not, because I don't know. It'd be hard to tell. Like if he throw a pick to end the game, yeah, it's hit on him. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's all scenario to me. I I don't just look at 
uh, the end final score and determine who I like and who I don't like. That's right. just how I am. Like, um, I, I actually really like Jalen and he's growing. I liked him in college. He's growing on me even more. And I think he proved himself a lot more last year, especially in the Super Bowl. But I'm not going to, if I didn't watch the game, I'm not going to look at the end score and say, oh, he lost the Super Bowl. He sucks. Right. You know what I mean? He had a good game. Yeah. You can't I mean, say that about him. And that's the same way I'm going to treat Dak. Uh, if he, he had a lot of good playoff games, and um, if he's the one to ultimately blow it, you're going to throw picks. You're going to throw a pick or two during the game. Right. It's about it's about when you do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if I know you don't like to talk about this, but remember when the Saints? Oh, here we uh, go. <laughs> I know exactly where you're going with this one. They lost to the Rams, the Los Angeles Rams, in the championship game. Well, everybody blew it up because, and this is my this. I'm I'm I like this across the board, no matter who it is. Drew Brees threw that ball, and did the guy get interfered with? Obviously, who would never, who would ever say he didn't get interfered with? Uh, now, obviously, I've told you no before because I like to piss yeah. you off. But uh, after that, though, it went to where overtime. And then when they after went to overtime, who threw the pick in overtime? Listen, Drew I'm Brees. not gonna. We're not gonna and argue it was a bad about the pick. What, wasn't he getting taken down to the ground or something? And he just bombed it. So, yeah, something I, like I forget. that. It's something like that. And it was a super bad pick. That game's 100 percent on him after that, and that everything else got wish washed away. And that's the same way I would if Dak did that. I'd be like, oh my god! I, if I was Jerry Jones, I'd be considering trading his ass right now if he had done that. <laughs> that's stupid. That's a, especially Drew Brees. That was a Tom Brady has I've seen Tom Brady pull that shit too before. Um you're kind of throwing you're kind of getting pulled to the ground. Maybe you don't know you, you don't have your bearings, so you don't really know what direction you're throwing it in. Maybe yeah. that's it. It looks different from us from like our fan perspective. But uh, just eat the fucking dirt and hold on to the ball. How many times especially in a big game like that? Right. But hey, whatever. It is what it is. That's just how I am though. I'm not gonna blame a quarterback just because of the final score always. Yeah, I mean, like you said, Jalen Hurts losing the, the Super Bowl. I mean, if you look at the his stats, he had a really good game. Um, you know, but you're gonna, it's gonna be tough to win any game when your defense allows the other team to put up 38 points. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, right. yeah, I agree with you. You can't judge the the wins and losses, you know, on just the quarterback because you know, if even if they do their part, it's still a possibility they'll lose. So yeah. Okay, so our next topic is former Raiders wide receiver Henry Ruggs III was sentenced to three to ten years in prison with the possibility of parole after three years for a fatal DUI crash that led to the death of a woman and her dog back in 2021. So I know we touched earlier this offseason on this one a little bit before, but now he's actually got his sentence, so he's going to be serving at least a minimum of three years in prison. Um which honestly, I don't think is enough. I mean, he killed someone. Uh, three years, years to me. What? When did this happen? This was like this is two thousand twenty-one. Two thousand twenty-one. Jail since, right? Yeah. So then that time is already served. So he probably owes like a year left. Somewhere around there. Yeah, I don't know if it's if they're doing time served either. But still, even if I think I I think that's always included, isn't it? Like if you say three years and you've already put in two years. Until they had the verdict, with you get one year left. I, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm not 100 percent sure. I don't know. Yeah. I think that's the way it works. But uh, anyways, uh, it's so difficult because I feel 
like I feel bad for him because he's just a kid, but at the same time, he it's made a, a decision. Move. Yeah, we could have it, we could have all been put in that position before, but we also don't all have um, options like he had. Like NFL, obviously, will take you anywhere, um, Uber you anywhere for free. Right. And that's available to anybody um, in the NFL. So, like, go out to a bar, you can just they'll they'll hook you up with some kind of driver or you know whatever platform they use to get you anywhere. So there's really no excuse for it, especially when you're under the influence. Um, and it's just it's but the DUI kind of makes me feel a little bit less bad. But if he was sober and he and it could still happen because he's young and dumb with a probably a fucking 10 second car uh, right. you know what i mean we've uh, all yeah. been there we've all been kids but right. yeah i, I, I mean that's, that's a rough one yeah i i mean i understand what you're saying um but at the same time like you know he was drunk and killed someone so i don't i don't know i don't necessarily think three years even if it if they didn't do time served and he was in there for five years total because of the two years he already served like Five years for taking someone's life is still kind of not enough, to, in my opinion. Was she crossing? I don't even remember the details of it. Was she like crossing the street, or did he fly up onto a curb? Or uh, I don't know. I thought she, I think he, I feel I like thought she was would... in the car. I thought she was in a car. Oh, he hits. Okay, he hit another yeah. car. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and was she at fault? I know people don't care because he was DUI, but like, right. was she still at fault? Like, or did she just? A little red light to me that matters. Uh, I don't know. I, maybe. Yeah, but I'm pretty. Sure, I, you know, I'm pretty sure it was his fault because he was doing like a hundred, <laughs> okay, yeah. hundred some miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jesus, I know I shouldn't laugh, but holy shit, that's that young and dumb man. Yeah, and now he, he probably ruined the rest of his life because you know I don't think any NFL team is going to sign him after even after he gets out of prison in like three years. I don't think he's going to get signed anywhere. His his NFL career is over. Pretty much his Did life. Make any now. money? I guess not. Uh, no, because it was his rookie season. And rookie season, and it happened money, at the yeah. beginning of the season. So I think I don't know. He might have played in one or two games, if that. I don't know if he played in any at all. But yeah, he definitely didn't make any money. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure even on his rookie contract, which are all usually fully guaranteed, I'm pretty sure something like this voids that guaranteed money. Oh yeah, I would imagine that's pretty dumb if it doesn't. Yeah. It's a business, I'd imagine it would. Yeah, I mean, something like this, I, I can't imagine that they're still going to pay him for it. Yeah. Okay, so it's the Vikings... Yeah, it is. The Vikings have agreed to terms with former Patriots and Bears receiver Nikhil Harry. Harry was the Patriots' first-round pick in 2019, and he never lived up to his hype. His best season was in 2020, when he had 33 receptions for 309 yards and only two touchdowns. So there was a lot of like I said, there was a lot of hype around this kid coming out of college. Uh, he was drafted in the first round by the Patriots. They were expecting big things from him, which never panned out. Um, they got rid of him. He went to the Bears last year and really had no production at all. So the Vikings are kind of signing him to be a complimentary receiver to uh, Justin Jefferson. And I think, like, Nikhil Harry, I thought he was pretty good coming out of college. Um, he was one of my favorite wide receivers in that draft. Um, but unfortunately, like I said, he never lived up to his expectations. But now he's getting a third chance here with the Vikings. Yeah, I just think 
I don't know why he's getting another chance. I just, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not really impressed with him, and I don't really know anybody who would be. But what did you say that you didn't say the details of the contract? I'd imagine it was dirt it's cheap. A, I'm pretty sure it's a one-year deal, yeah. It was probably dirt cheap because yeah. I don't know what you would pay for a guy like that, but he is not much off the, off the street stats. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. I mean, he is like I said, his his, his, his best year. He had three hundred nine yards and only two touchdowns. So <laughs> yeah, he's, I mean, and it's not like he wasn't. They didn't try to utilize him because they did. Oh no, yeah, they did. They did try to utilize him. So it's yeah. like I, I don't know. I wouldn't even have signed him. I, I think there's more <laughs> talent out there. I don't know. I would. I like, like at that point, I'm signing a guy that you're not sure about because <laughs> right. what he got to lose. You know what yeah. I mean? Because you might get a diamond in a rough. Yeah, you know, this guy, it's like, it's like my theory on backup quarterbacks. You're gonna go pay a veteran how much money when you know what you're getting in that veteran. You're not right. even gonna probably win a game. Uh, I would just give the guy, give it to a young guy. It might be a your next uh, Brock Purdy or somebody. You know who knows? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not too excited about this signing. Like I said, he's definitely not starting over Justin Jefferson at all. So who knows? <laughs> Obviously. Maybe he can be a good number two or slot receiver. We'll see. Um, but, yeah, we'll see what happens. All right, so this past weekend was the NFL Hall of Fame induction. Um, part of that, the 2023 class included uh, former Bucks defensive back Rondé Barber, linebacker Chuck Howley, Defensive lineman Joe Klecko, defensive back Darrell Rivas, defensive back Ken Riley, offensive tackle Joe Thomas, linebacker Zach Thomas, and then probably one of your favorites, Matt, linebacker slash defensive end Demarcus Ware, and then former head coach Don Coriel was also inducted. So this is a, was a pretty good class, I thought. I mean, we, we see a lot of familiar names that we remember watching in this class as well. So I thought that this was a pretty good class. Um and I don't know if you saw Darrell Revis, but he gained some weight. <laughs> yeah, I do. Revis Island, baby. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, I, uh, I yeah, like this class. Uh, and why do you assume I like Marcus Ware? Just because he's Dallas? Former Cowboy, yeah. Yeah, you're right. He's one of my favorite all-time. Number 94, <laughs> I baby. knew it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it was uh, good times, good times. Uh, like you said. Revis I seen him I'm like God damn. Yeah, he definitely uh, gets away. Where he's he's still in shape as hell. Um, Joe Thomas, he looked pretty good, but yeah, Joe Thomas lost a lot of weight. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and he shaved his head now, so he's skinny and bald now. <laughs> he looked pretty good. Uh, yeah, it was a good class. Yeah, Marcus Ware is definitely the best in that class, but. See, I'm going to say Joe Thomas. I'm a little biased because uh, a former offensive lineman. Uh, but, yeah, Joe yeah. Thomas, I thought. And I, I, I also I love it when offensive linemen get in because they, they just get shit on. You know, there's no really stat for offensive linemen. So, I mean, when you see them that's getting Super ducked, Bowl, That's Super Bowl champ number 94, baby. Yeah, but who did he win that though. Super Bowl with? <laughs> not maybe the Cowboys. Denver, yeah, maybe Denver, maybe yeah. Cowboys. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's not maybe. It was definitely Denver. <laughs> who did he retire with? Thirty-second uh, contract. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I liked Demarcus Ware too. I always thought he was really good, even on the uh, on both teams he played with the Cowboys and the the Broncos. I thought he was pretty I, good. I, I loved that he went there when he went there. 
I was so ecstatic for him because that was a really good team. And when I started to see that team succeed and then they won the Super Bowl, I was like, yeah. I'm so happy for him because Dallas just fucks everybody's careers up. And he's a, he's one of my favorite players for Dallas ever. So I'd like to see him actually get a Super Bowl ring. So that yeah. was cool. Yeah, I like I said, uh, even though I don't like the Cowboys, I never had hate for DeMarcus Ware. I always thought he was one of the better players in the league at his position. So, yeah, I was excited to see when he won the Super Bowl, too. I really was glad he got a ring. Um, but, yeah, this was a very strong class. Uh, I was excited. I watched a little bit of it. I watched some of the speeches. Um, but, yeah, and like I said, there's a lot of players from our generation in there which is kind of mm-hmm. weird to think about because more and more now we're seeing players get inducted. And like we, we watched pretty much their whole career. Now we watched them get inducted into the hall of fame. So it was, I thought it was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. We're getting uh, old, man. Yeah, we are. Uh, and then speaking of the hall of fame, we did have some NFL football this past weekend too. the hall of fame game between the jets and the Browns. I mean, I'll touch on this a little bit, but there's not really much you can say here. Um, <laughs> Zach Wilson started. Neither one of these teams had their starters in. Obviously, a Hall of Fame game is an extra preseason game, so not, no, none of the starters really played, uh, or actually they didn't play at all. But Zach Wilson, who was a starter last year, looked like absolute trash. I don't know how he much of the – threw the ball five times. Calm down. He had that you one – he had that he one good pass. Game and you're like, yeah, you looks like trash. He did look like trash. He had that one good pass for like 40, 50 yards, and that was it. He looked like trash the rest of the, his time in there. I don't like Zach Wilson. In there for, I know you don't. You're, you're like biased against him. Jesus Christ. Leave the man to go. He had 104 rating, and he only threw the ball five times. So, I mean, you can't really make any kind of prediction. It, you know, it's Even if you had starters in there, it's – I mean, uh, starters are a different level, obviously, but right. if you had all starters in there, you know, like on both sides of the ball, they're probably going to suck it up too because it's it's the speed of a real game versus speed of practice is just two different things. And uh, that's, you know, that's all you ever hear of. That's why I'm a big believer of quarterbacks starting your starter playing in at least a couple series during a, some playoff, some preseason game. Whether I mean I like the last preseason game, like you go in maybe three, four, five series in the last game in the first half, right? Just to get the speed of the game down, take some chances. I don't give a shit if you throw interceptions or whatever. I want to just get just get to the get the speed down, get the timing down with your receivers, and then you move on and wait, and then wait for regular season. But yeah, they always look like ass. <laughs> yeah, quarterback. I mean, I will say the uh, Mon didn't look too terrible. He had a couple good passes and you know, yeah, he did interception and all, but you know he's he just he looked kind of comfortable for a first preseason game. You know, yeah, and like we said, this all pretty much second, third string players. Um, not really too much out there as far as talent wise goes, but. Still, it was NFL football. I'm not complaining about it. I watched the game, um, and honestly, even though it was the Jets, and the, like if you told, if you asked me to pick the two worst teams to play a game together, I probably would have named the, both those teams. Like if somebody yeah. would have said, "Who are the who are your the two least favorite teams that you don't want to watch play a game?" I would have said <laughs> probably the Browns and the Jets. 
But with yeah. that being said, it was NFL football, and I watched it. I was excited to watch it. Um, I was excited for like the first quarter, and it's like it's like uh, watching Amazon Prime games last year. They <laughs> <laughs> were all terrible. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. yes, Thursday football finally, and then it comes on. And you're like, oh my god. Yeah, Is it I mean, Sunday yet? I enjoy football. I really do, but like. And I really do like watching preseason because you get to see the players that you'll never see during the regular season. So you kind of get to see what these guys are like as far as in-game action is going. Um, but, yeah, when you get to, like, the fourth quarter of the Hall of Fame game and you got, like, people on the team that are never going to make it, um, which is sad. But, yeah, you still – they're still playing. And I, I was excited to watch the football. I mean, this weekend we've got a – big slate of preseason games coming up. I know my Jaguars play on Saturday, so I'm excited to start watching football again. I mean, we're, what, three, four weeks away from regular season to kickoff game, so we're almost there, almost there. Almost there. Yeah, I like preseason too, um, but I like it when there's like a splash of starters in it. Right. Like, even regardless if it's quarterback or not, I just like to see a couple of starters in there, and then you get to see the backup guys. I like a little bit of excitement i don't like to see all backup guys there's a reason they're backups so it gets a little terrible at times but yeah yeah i mean it's that like i said not really too much to talk about as far as the hall of fame game goes i mean um it was i think i read it was the most watched hall of fame game ever it was like 6.8 6.8 million viewers why because it's football that doesn't matter. Last year, who was it? Uh, it was, was Dallas. It? Dallas, and, yeah. It was Dallas and Tampa Bay, wasn't it? No. Was it the Jets again? I feel like the Jets played no. in it last year, too. There's no way that was accurate. And I'm not being biased, but Dallas obviously brings in more viewers. Why would it be more? That just seems weird because it was such a terrible game. Jets <laughs> yeah, was... versus Browns? you telling me that many people tuned into that? Oh, no, last year's Hall of Fame game was the Raiders and the Jaguars. What am I thinking? Was it two years ago? I, I remember. I do remember a recent one. Time flies, the, man. Yeah. But, yeah, the Hall of maybe Fame more game. That, maybe more people are just getting more involved with football. I don't know. but uh, I mean, and that's exciting. More people are getting into football. That's, that's good news. I guess. More bandwagoners. I feel like, yeah, there's a lot <laughs> yes. of bandwagoners. Well, I mean, you do see these a lot of these teams like the Jets and stuff um, becoming more of a a uh, standout team and more talent on them. So yeah, you're gonna yeah, especially actually get more people interested and in, like look at the Eagles um, training camp stadium. I've seen them bragging about how their stadium's completely full. Yeah, right. because you just went to the Super Bowl last year, so yeah. everybody's hopping on the bandwagon again. What do you, that's like what happens on teams. There's, there's especially now this year, the Jets are probably going to have a lot of bandwagon fans. Even if they oh weren't, my god, yeah. Even if they were a Jets fan, they're probably like if they were a Jets fan but didn't really follow football. Now they're coming out of the woodwork because Aaron Rodgers is definitely, a... definitely coming out of the woodwork. Yeah, yeah. and you know, I don't blame them if you're just casual. I try not to make fun of people like that because not everybody's like invested as much. Um, as like we are, or like right. people we hang out with, but you know, it, I, I guess it makes sense though. Like if yeah, just any, you know, if it's your team, and all of a sudden they get Tom Brady and Roger, any of the big, pe- big star names that people actually know, um, 
you're naturally just going to gravitate to to watching them again. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It's just like the same reason you stop watching teams too. Like I stopped watching the Yankees because that '09 team is gone now. You know, I have yeah. Brett Gardner and CC Zabathia. It's pretty much gone now. So yeah, that, that was I a good Yankees team. Yeah, I don't really watch them, and they kind of suck after the '09 team. So. Honestly, you know, my second favorite sport is baseball, but I really haven't watched any baseball at all this year. I tried last year. I was definitely in the playoffs. So you can call me. I can call myself a, a bandwagon Yankees yeah. fan. Um, I used to be a big Yan- a Yankees fan in high school, but then and now it's anymore. It's just it's just bandwagon or shit. So I can understand where people come from. But baseball right. is much easier to be a bandwagon fan because there's so many fucking games. Right, it's like yeah. 100, well, 162 games. Yeah, or 164 games, something like that. But yeah. I mean, you gotta watch some of the. That's the problem with not to get too far off topic, but the the American League where the Yankees are in is the East. Um, their their whole division is just completely stacked. So yeah, and honestly, Yankee, I, I and Yankees, Yankees are, are good too, but they're at the bottom. Because yeah, I think they're, they're in the last rest place. of the division. So because the whole the whole division stacked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we'll see. Hopefully, I mean, like I said, this. The Jets and stuff, they'll have fans coming out, bandwagoners and stuff like that. But, you know, that's good news for football. The more viewers, the better. Yeah. All right. Our last topic we're going to talk about real quickly. I know we discussed uh, a while back about Shannon Sharp leaving Undisputed and and Fox Sports. So I read an article this week. Lil Wayne will be joining Skip Bayless on Undisputed, but he's only going to have a 15-minute segment every week one's 15 minute segment a week on the show um skip has not found a a permanent co-host yet but former defensive back richard sherman has emerged as a top candidate to replace shannon sharp so i think they're planning on bringing the show back at the the end of the month um even without a co-host but like i said the front runner right now is richard sherman and i think i think richard sherman would be a good fit because him and Skip, they've gotten into their fair share of arguments when Skip was on ESPN. Yeah, I mean, I love Skip and Shannon, so I'm pretty biased. Uh, I don't know if you're going to find a better duo right? In, yeah. the, in the sports world, just in my opinion. Uh, maybe a lot of people don't agree with that because they fought. But at the end of the day, if you were a true fan of the show, you'd know. They they love each other and shit, and it's right. you know it's all for all for the show. Yeah, but yeah, Richard Sherman, I don't know, it kind of took me by surprise. And Little Wayne's gonna do it sometimes too. And um, I don't I know. Had, I just I'm just I had no idea it. that Lil Wayne and Skip Bayless were like close. Oh yeah, they're real close. Apparently, they're I had, always like I didn't know yeah. that, but apparently they're like best friends. I think he wears necklaces and shit that little wayne gives them yeah i forget they're really yeah. close yeah he calls them drip bayless yeah <laughs> yeah it's just, uh, skip's it's, a cool guy and um i i just think i don't think the relationship went sour or anything between him and i think that was all talk right but yeah. uh i just think it was just time for shannon just wanted this a bigger role in something and whatever, but it's going to be hard to match that energy that they put off. So I don't know. We'll see. Richard Sherman just doesn't come off of that guy. That's going to be able to fulfill that. I watched him commentate a lot. And 
He's yeah. good to watch. He's good to listen to. He's pretty good, but he's not debate debate Skip Shannon good or right. Skip Bayless good. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. They should have put Stephen A. Smith on. I know, right? Those two. <laughs> Could you I imagine know. those two getting that would a contract? Be, and it would be the most watched show ever. They used to work together. They were on the same show did, on ESPN, yeah, yeah which was yeah. great. I loved it. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I guess Stephen A. is probably still under contract with ESPN, so they probably couldn't sign him anyways. But, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like you said, I, I don't think you're going to find a better chemistry with Skip Bayless than Shannon Sharp had. So, I mean, but they're going to continue on with the show. They have to find a replacement. So what are you going to do? I mean, Richard, I like Richard Sherman, but like you said, he's probably not going to be nearly as good as Shannon was. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Maybe they maybe they want to go in a different direction, and they're not expecting to do that same like heated argument thing. But I don't know. That's I I, I felt like it grabbed so many viewers. It did uh, yeah. tensions, you know, and I don't know if they can. I, that's one of the that. reasons why I watched it. it was because of Skip and Shannon bickering back <laughs> yeah. and forth. Like yeah, it, was, it was funny as hell. You're, you're not going to find a better duo than those two, no matter who they get. Uh, but I do like uh, what's his name, Irving and. Uh, Stephen A. Smith too, and they're pretty funny yeah, together. Yeah. They're they're pretty good together because anybody with Stephen A. Smith, he's just a wise ass <laughs> big mouth, so he, he just is, cracks yeah. me up. You know, yeah. anything Cowboys, he's he's doing. Oh, he hates the Cowboys. I love. I, love I think that's, he secretly likes them. That's why like, him and him and Skip would be so perfect because the Stephen yeah. can't Stephen A. can't stand the Cowboys. Well, he he doesn't like the fans. That's what he always says. He and he like he's good friends with Jerry Jones and all, but uh, he doesn't like the fans. And I think he's just, a Giants fan. <laughs> I have no idea to be honest, but well, I know he, I know he's he a Knicks me. fan, and I'm pretty sure he's a New York Giants fan as well. Yeah. Maybe that's one of the reasons why he hates the Cowboys so much because they're division rivals. But yeah, maybe I don't know. But yeah, there's some good uh good ones out there, but I don't know about the de- on the debate end of things. You're not going to yeah. be skipping Shannon. Yeah, probably it's a shame. not. No. Maybe, maybe they'll just do something off off their their sets together a little bit here and there, like a podcast or something. Hopefully, but, that would be. Yeah, I would listen to that. That would be great. <laughs> yeah, that would be kind of cool. But I don't know. Maybe that's a breach of contract, though. But we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. All right, folks, that is going to do it for another week of late hit with Matt and Tyler. We're going to wrap things up with you guys this week. Don't forget to listen to us. Like you have been every week. Don't forget to follow us on all platforms. You can listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter or X, whatever you're calling it now. We're at Late Hit PFR. Matt is at Matt PFR, and I am at T underscore Luddy. We thank you guys for tuning in this week, and we'll talk to you all next week. See you guys.